In case you missed it, my 12-week ketogenic video training program for women, Happy Keto Body, is now open for registration, but only for a few days. You can get more details at happyketobody.com. If you've been watching what I've been sharing over the last few weeks, you may already realize just how valuable this opportunity is and that it will only be available for a very short time. This is your chance to finally take the guesswork out of the ketogenic diet and end your frustration to master holistic keto, balance your hormones, lose weight, and feel awesome. When you join Happy Keto Body, you'll get access to the entire 12-week program with over 21 hours of totally new online video modules, access to convenient blood work testing and analysis by a doctor, 12 in-depth special guest interviews, downloadable worksheets, recipes, and meal plans to streamline your keto day every day, plus a supportive community of keto sisters to motivate and encourage you along the path to pure keto joy. And you get a bunch of free guides with your membership, including high-carb to keto food swaps, how to calculate your macros, traveling with keto, unplanning your keto meals, customizing fat intake for optimal weight loss, learning how to eat intuitively, and so much more. In total, you get access to over $200 in free bonuses. When you discover the perfect keto plan for you using Happy Keto Body, it makes all the difference between struggling, feeling frustrated, and falling off the wagon, or overcoming your frustrations and imbalances to finally get the healthy, sexy body you want. All details can be found at happyketobody.com, and I'm super Super excited to see you on the inside. Okay, now on to the podcast. You're listening to episode number 68 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today we're chatting about how to start a transformation and keep rocking it, how to understand and overcome self-sabotage, why you're dealing with a carb addiction, and so much more. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast. Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. Starting keto and maintaining it long-term can be quite a challenge if you don't feel supported. My 60-day program, The Keto Bundle, provides you with clear step-by-step how-to on successfully adapting to a ketogenic diet, avoiding common ketogenic struggles, and healing your body completely and fully with a ketogenic diet. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash bundle and use the coupon code podcast, all in caps, no spaces, to get 10% off your order, exclusive for podcast listeners only. Now, let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E68. And the transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. Let's hear from one of our awesome partners. By now, you probably know that bone broth is a mega superfood in the keto and paleo communities. Everyone is making it and cashing in on the benefits that collagen and gelatin provide. You know, the reduction in inflammation, better digestion, improved immunity, reduction in wrinkles, beautiful skin quality, etc. 
but making bone broth takes time. Kettle and Fire make bone broth that's non-perishable so that it can be shipped all over the U.S. without refrigeration, which makes shipping less expensive, and you don't have to spend 20 plus hours that are required to make really good homemade bone broth. Listeners of the podcast receive 20% off Kettle and Fire chicken bone broth when you go to kettleandfire.com slash keto podcast to place your order. Unsure of the link? Simply check it out in the show notes of today's episode to get all the details. I've put together a free 26-page recipe booklet on how to prepare carb-up meals because you guys tell me you need help. You can get it at healthfulpursuit.com slash carb-up. If you're intrigued by carb-ups, a practice that can help you balance hormones, bust your weight plateaus, and more, this free guide will show you which foods are safe for a carb-up and how to prepare them really easily. You can get the free guide with over 50 free recipes at healthfulpursuit.com slash carb up. I will also include that link in the show notes. There are no announcements today, so we're just going to cut over to the episode. Our guest today is Krista King. She's a CEO and founder of Fitlandia. She also is a recovered dieter. After reaching her highest weight, she hit a wall and was determined to crack her own code of making a healthier lifestyle change. Leaving a 23-year career in hospitality behind her, she became a certified hypnotherapist, life coach, and nutritional therapist. By putting these pieces together, she saw what was truly missing in her diet and fitness, as well as in the industry, which was a holistic approach that starts with strengthening the mind. Her signature mind zoning process helps people create new neural pathways in the brain to enable them to make a permanent lifestyle change. Krista had me on her podcast podcast Fitlandia, where we talked about how to get over the fear of jumping into keto. That episode might be a great precursor for this episode that you're about to listen to. I'll include the link to her podcast in the show notes if you want to take a listen to us chatting about applying a lot of this stuff to keto as well. Today, we're going to be chatting a lot about the obstacle that stands in your way of achieving dieting success, which really has nothing to do with the foods you're eating and everything to do with your mindset. We'll be chatting about transformation, mindset, shift to positive thoughts, how to change your thinking. We really tried to cover it all. I'm really excited to have Krista on the show and let's cut over to the interview. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. Hey, Krista, how's it going? It is fantastic, Leanne. I'm so excited to be on your show. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. For listeners that may not be familiar with your work, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about you? Yeah, I'll try to be succinct, but I am the founder of Fitlandia, which is an online fitness platform to help people end the dieting cycle by first changing the neural pathways in their brain. <laughs> Very cool. And how did you get into this? So again, I'll try to be brief, but I was 23 years in corporate America. I completely hit a brick wall. I wasn't doing fitness or wellness. I was actually doing 
competitive analysis, strategic pricing um, for hotels. But I got burned out. So I went on a little soul retreat. I met with 11 practitioners in five days. And literally within four months, I left my corporate career, became a certified hypnotherapist, nutritional therapist, got my second life coaching certification, and really started to create programs and help people get over their own mental obstacles to creating a healthy lifestyle. I was 192 pounds myself, and I've been able to maintain 50 pounds of weight loss for, gosh, five years now, just by you know really uncovering what I call the four cornerstones of fitness, which is good nutrition, daily movement, positive thinking, and community connection. I love those cornerstones, and I'm sure we're going to be chatting about them indirectly, so feel free to bring them up when I'm chatting about a specific thing and how it relates to the cornerstones, because I think that that's such a beneficial thing to just keep in mind for people of like, am I hitting this? Am I not? How how am I feeling? And that's why I love chatting with you, because we delve a lot deeper than just, well, you know, if it fits your macros, you're good to go. So Right. Yes, it's so much more than that. Yeah. So before we get, you know, deep into this work and the dieting obstacles that could be standing in your way, how did you find the ketogenic diet? And what was that transition like for you? Yeah, so I started partnering with a functional medicine practitioner here in Portland, Oregon. His name is Dr. Jerome Craig. And I was actually doing individual personal work with him to help balance my hormones. And then he and I started working on some programming with Fitlandia too. So I was a part of his his seven-week keto program as a beta tester last January. It was the first time I'd done keto, although by that point, I had already kind of understood that my own body functioned ideally around a 60 to 70% you know, focus on fat. But going through the program with him and then like really learning everything, a lot of things started to change for me personally. And I would say the biggest benefit that I got on it, got out of it was um, being able to sleep through the night. I have had horrible insomnia for about the last 12 years. Um, and for anyone struggling with insomnia out there, man, I know your pain. And I really found through the ketogenic diet, that was um, a huge healing process for me, as well as like, I was getting my periods regular again, I was diagnosed perimenopausal by my Western medicine practitioners and something in my gut, <laughs> literally, right, was mm. like, that's not right. Like, I, I know, I know, I'm not I know that's not right. And I know there's something I can do with my nutrition. So that's awesome. And so where does somebody start when it comes to transformation? Because you've sounds like you've gone through quite a major transformation. What are some tools that people can use when they want to start something big and, and change things in a big way for themselves? Yeah, I, I tend to like think about really assessing where you're at today in two areas that are research-based known to be markers for success. So what is your desire to change? And what is your belief that you have the capacity to change? Those are two really powerful things. If you're looking to make a big transformation, one is you've got to believe that it's within you. And by the way, even if you don't believe it today, I believe in you that you have the power to change. And then your desire um, but there's a lot that kind of goes tied to that, right? I um, I always talk about the process of making a lifestyle change very 
closely follows the five stages of grief, right? So that denial, the bargaining, the the depression, the acceptance. If, if you do any research on the five stages of grief and you actually think about what it feels like to go through and make a lifestyle change, it very similarly mirrors that as well as people that are dealing with grief go in and out of the different stages and folks making a lifestyle change can expect to go through those as well. So I think just having like that knowledge to be able to expect those emotions, we can then better plan to kind of take care of ourselves as we go through those stages. Mm, that's awesome. So that really ties in line also with something I wanted to ask you was the mindset. And I'm sure that that's part of the mindset part. But I'd love to dig a little bit deeper. And kind of like, how do you get into that right mindset? Because not only, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, it's the new year, and a lot of people are interested now in keto for the first time, and they're just learning about it. And they're seeing like, all these different foods they've never seen before. And now they're, you know, how am I going to feed my family as well as feed myself? Yes. And how do I make this change? And <laughs> how do you get into the zone of <laughs> for yourself? I mean, I think that's a really loaded question. It's so loaded. <laughs> It's so loaded. I'm sorry. But just anything that comes to mind, I know it won't be like a full succinct, like, just do this and your life will be better. But just something that people can take away from that. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my gosh, where do I begin? It's so loaded, but it's so awesome. So the first thing I want your listeners to just tell themselves is I have the power within me to change that there is a solution to every single problem, right? What you and I are talking about today is really those mental obstacles and not to minimize anyone's situation at all because there are a lot of us dealing with really crazy lifestyle challenges, family demands, relationship demands. But I just want to give everyone listening hope that there is a solution to every problem. And so the resources, you might have to do a little research and digging, but I really want to impress upon everyone that you can do that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is for people, and this is really where the mind zoning comes in and everything that I do at Fitlandia is this foundation of changing the thought patterns in the brain, right? So for all of us, we've created these thought patterns since the day we were born. And so we come out with getting information and access from, you know, from everyone around us about how we should operate in the world. And they create these thought patterns. Well, if we if we fast forward to our lives today, and we understand that our primal brain has a negative bias that actually helped us in survival, but hurts us in these just chaotic days that we deal with. Then we can start to have some understanding of how our behavior is actually shifted from our, those thought patterns. So like practical things that people can do every day. And this is like my number one tip is to reframe negative thoughts into positive ones. So, you know, just start building positive thought patterns. Like I have everything within me to make a major lifestyle change or I can give myself permission to enter a ketogenic diet the way that feels safe for me. So now we're creating these, we're going from, oh my gosh, I feel afraid and overwhelmed to do keto to, no, it's safe for me 
to, you know, either go big or go home, whatever that means for someone, what feels, you know, true to them, or I can do this in stages that feel safe for me that are going to just further me on my journey. I love that. I totally love that. And I think, you know, a lot of times people just think that all this stuff is fluff stuff. (laughs) But there comes a point in, I think, most everyone's life where the counting of calories and the constant obsession of food and manipulation of those macros just doesn't work anymore. Like, And I know for myself, a couple of years ago, although I felt like in my 20s, I had a lot of willpower, like I would do anything. I never asked questions. Even if I hated it, I did it because I knew that if I did it, or I thought rather, if I did it, my life would be better. And then when I got to my 30s, it was sort of like, and I have no interest. This is boring to me. It doesn't make me happy. And so you have to pull on other pieces and and work through that mind stuff in order to support your goals or where you want to get to in life. I feel like maybe there's a transitionary period of like, I have no willpower like at all. If I want to do something, it comes from a place of me actually wanting to do it and believing it and, and putting positive mindsets behind it. Would you say that that's fair? And some people do deal with that? Yeah, that's 100% accurate. In fact, in the nutrition and mindset program that I run, we don't count any calories. And it is all about creating those thought patterns. But I'll also give like a practical example to to reinforce exactly what you're saying. So for me, my thing is wine. I love to drink my wine. I know it's not good for me. And I noticed through the end of 2017 that I was celebrating a little too much. Um, And I was falling back into an old pattern that I didn't want again. So what do I have at my disposal to get me out of it? I have my thoughts. So I just started creating, I call them little mind zoning mantras. They're just little phrases that you can give yourself that are creating that new thought pattern. So I'm like, I'm just going to give myself a mind zoning mantra. It's easy for me to be sober. It's easy for me to be sober. And then the number one thing that you want to do with that is attach the emotion. So whether you believe it or not, attach the emotion of what it would feel like if you genuinely believe that statement. Oh my gosh, how great does it feel to say to myself, it's easy for me to be sober. So I just kept telling myself that anytime I thought of it, I'm like, yes, it is. And I attach the emotion. And then I just imagine that emotion filling every cell of my body. Next thing you know, two weeks later, I say to my husband, hey, um, we went sober for the entire year in 2015. I was like, hey, do you want to do six months sober in 2018? And he's like, well, yeah, let me think about that. And I'm like, okay, because I'm doing it. And sure enough, here I am entering the new year six months sober. So it really is engaging the power of your mind because that willpower doesn't work. That's two different things. Willpower is excitement and the brain being fired up in the pleasure center, just going, yes, this is exciting and fun, but that wears off. That's not a thought pattern. But when you replicate these mantras, attach the emotion to it and keep doing that, that's actually going to create the new neural pathway. And then your your brain just says, okay, this is my blueprint. Now my actions are going to follow that. It's so perfect. And something I also wanted to touch on is fear. (laughs) Because (laughs) you can say all day long, like, it's easy for me not to drink. But I think Were there periods, I guess, throughout that where fear popped up, especially fear of change? Like, okay, 
like, what am I doing with my time? And like, how am I going to deal with maybe stress, you know, stress when I drink wine? And how do I deal with this? And oh, my gosh, I'm not ready for this change. Yeah, so that's, I mean, there's so much fear around it, right? And this is where everyone that wants a big transformation has to be prepared to do a dig deep and do the work to really make major lifestyle changes. And this is where kind of like what we talked about in the beginning, I'll bring in those four cornerstones of fitness, right? So we're here, we're talking about positive thinking. But it's also the community connection that's really going to help with that, that fear, right? So being vulnerable with a community that you feel safe with is incredibly powerful. Now that could be a therapist, that could be your fit tribe, that could be your closest friends, your family, but those people that you feel safe with to say, hey, I'm really afraid of this. But another Another kind of technique that I use to overcome fear, because there's lots of fears, right? Fear of, am I really worthy of this health and vitality that I'm bringing into my life? Fear of success. How are people going to treat me differently? Because they absolutely will. Fear of, I don't have the right resources set up to be successful. Terrible fear of failure, right? All the things that we don't like to fail, right? But but there's beautiful learnings and failure. So I just want to invite everyone, if you're afraid to fail, embrace it because there's beautiful learnings in that. But fear of being able to, you know, all the things that come with it, we, that, that self-sabotage stuff that, that's behind it. But what I will say is one of the things that can set you up for success is to write a pros and cons list. This can really break through a lot of fear because when I was looking at giving up alcohol for a full year, now let me tell you, everyone listening, I was a bottle of wine a night person. So the idea of giving up alcohol for a full year terrified me, but I did my pros and cons list. Like, what did I think I was going to get out of it? Like body, mind, spirit, everything. And I came up with 32 things that I thought would improve in my life. And so then I put my cons list, right? All the things I was afraid of. And I only had five things on that list. And that that visualization right there can be very powerful in overcoming your fear. I really, really love that so much. Um, there's, uh, well, I guess by the time the show airs, I've already done it, but <laughs> I was invited to go on um, Kelly and Ryan live on Kelly and Ryan, which is like such, I mean, I used to watch that show with Regis and Kathy and the whole bit. And I used to dream of being on that show. And when they approached me and they're like, you should come on our show. I was like, yeah, I should. And then the first started <laughs> popping up of like, oh my gosh, there's like 5 million people watching and this is going to be a big deal. And I don't think I'm ready for this. And I love the idea of putting together a pros and cons list because that's really what you do in your head. You're like, all these bad things will happen, but all these good things will happen. And, you know, to kind of put it down on paper and really see. And as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, pros and cons list. I mean, there's so many more pros than there are cons. Like, so what? If you screw up, you screw up. That's really the only con. Like, But there's so many pros of sharing your message and getting people healthier. And I mean, you could list off all the things. So when you put it like that, it's like, okay, well, that totally ways the cons you just got to do it you just got to do it yes and you just reminded me of another really powerful technique that we use in hypnotherapy which is called worst case scenario so sometimes right when we have a lot of fear we haven't really uncovered what we 
believe could be the worst possible scenario. Now, that sounds like a negative thing to do, but really what happens through that process is we discover that we have unfounded fears that that really aren't realistic. But also, if we uncover some fears that are realistic, we can then create strategies to overcome those fears. And I think like that left brain that wants a plan, that wants some strategies around how am I, how are you going to keep me safe? If the alcohol isn't going to keep me safe, then what are the strategies you're going to put in place to do that? So the other thing that that kind of you brought up, so that's the first thing, like what's the worst case scenario and come up with strategies for that, for the things that you that you really are afraid of. But then also is this idea of being powerful and vulnerability and really embracing that human connection. Like if we all shared our dark, scary fears, we would realize we are all in the same boat together. We all have fears. But when we bring those fears to the table and we and we present ourselves regardless, whether it's changing our lifestyle, whether it's, you know, going on television, whether it's, you know, when I interviewed you, it's all those fears, right? It's like, no, tapping into the genuine human connection and the beauty that we all have to give the world and, and showing up as our best self, flaws and all. More on my interview with Krista King after this message from one of our podcast partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true north, strong and free. But gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the US get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you $20 off your first three boxes of groceries, plus free shipping and a 30 day free trial. That's a total of $60 in savings equivalent of over three tubs of collagen or over four free pounds of cacao butter, or get this, a half year's supply of free digestive enzymes, all for switching to Thrive Market for your online grocery needs. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra $60 off your first three orders plus free shipping, you're going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into an $80 Thrive Market order for three months in a row for the same amount of things. Go to thrivemarket.com slash keto to get your instant $60 off free shipping and a free 30 day membership. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes for today's episode to get all the details. It's very true. You think, you know, when I show up in a different way and I have all these fears, nobody else feels like I do and I'm alone. But when you find that community, like you said, whether it be a therapist or a Facebook group or Instagram, and you start talking with these people and you're like, wait a minute, you feel that way too? Yes. Oh my gosh, I feel this way. Really? And then all of a sudden you're not scared anymore. And I, I saw that over and over and over in, in my book signing events. You know, at the beginning of the signing, everyone wasn't really sure. And we'd spend two hours together. And turns out most people follow each other on Instagram. And they're like, you're that person? You're that person? And then they start talking. And the, the room just got a lot more comfortable as people started to open up yes. with one another. And you see that all the time. So I think that sense of community and helping um, nourish your mindset sounds, and I've seen be very, very helpful. Yes. And our brain loves validation. So when someone sitting across from us identifies with that same fear, 
it takes so much of the the volume of the heaviness out of that and actually turns it into this beautiful like connection of all right let's do this together totally and Okay, so let's assume that we're ready for transformation. We've got the right mindset. We're committed to positive thinking. We're catching ourselves when, you know, we're, we're thinking negatively and switching that around and seeing how we're trying to protect ourselves from that and really getting into that mindset. What happens when we hit an obstacle? How do we, can we prepare for obstacles? How do we overcome them in a positive way so we're not, you know, backtracking or getting, you know, stuck in that? never-ending loop of negativity. Yes. Yeah, that's great. So we will all hit obstacles. We could have the best plan. We've got all of our meal plans lined up. We've got our recipes lined up. We've scheduled all of our workouts and life is going to throw you an obstacle. So I think the number one that you can do is go through those with grace and forgiveness, right? A lot of people will, oh my gosh, I didn't get to my workout today because my kid was sick and I had to go pick them up at school. And now I'm like totally derailed. No, you are not totally derailed. You are always moving forward. Nothing is taking you back. This obstacle. Yeah, I think that that's great. And just kind of seeing I like to compare it to the snakes and ladders game. Have you ever played that game like back in the 90s? Yes. So in in America, we call it shoots and ladders. Oh my gosh, really? Shoots and ladders. Really cool. Well, in Canada, we call it snakes and ladders. I had no idea. Okay, cool. Shoots and ladders. Um, (laughs) And it's very rare that you hit that snake that takes you all the way to the beginning. Like I think it happened to me once when I played the entire game. Usually it's like two steps back, 10 steps forward, one step back, you know? So, and then you get a ladder and you go all the way up. And I think life is very much like that. And, and those obstacles, it's like, Oh shoot. I got, do you call it? So th- are there no snakes on the game? It's their shoots. <laughs> that work? They were just like little slides. <laughs> oh wow! Canadians went far, and they were <laughs> they <did. laughs> they're like, "We're gonna make this dark." <laughs> Seriously, what's up with that? That's too funny. Slides. That sounds way better than sliding down a snake. But <laughs> you know, those things are gonna come up, and those obstacles are gonna come up. And what you're saying is um, really forgiving yourself and moving forward is really great. Now, what about self sabotage? Where where does that stem from? Um, I think we touched on it a tiny bit in the mindset piece and willpower, but I'd love to dig a little bit deeper in self-sabotage. I am a very good self-sabotager. I I can have a full-time job in this. Yeah, right. (laughs) I should get a promotion because I do so good at this. I think this is this is where the deep stuff comes from, right? So I'll give a really crazy powerful example of what self-sabotage can look like. So I tried every diet in the book prior to really like grasping this idea of understanding how foods can cause sugar cravings and craving cycles and addiction and blah, 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 and how my my mindset really, you know, needed to happen. So I was actually doing an HCG diet for a period of time. And I remember my weight had stalled 
um, in the middle of the protocol and I was doing it perfectly. And so I went to see the, the doctor that I was working with at the time and she actually had me do something really powerful that I give everyone to practice. And, and, and I didn't know it at the time. This is before I got my hypnotherapy certification, but this is actually a way to tap into the subconscious mind to understand why, where is this coming from? So weight style, she said, you know, I'm going to have you do something a little out of the box. Take this uh, piece of paper and take this pen, hold the pen in your non-dominant hand. And with the intention of understanding either, you know, what it, whatever it is, why you're self-sabotaging, why are you um, eating at night? Why, why are you, you know, holding on to anger for other people, what, whatever it is. And with that intention to understand why, just start free writing all the words that come to mind using your non-dominant hand. Now, when you do that, what actually happens is your brain is so focused on writing the words that you're actually able to tap into the subconscious because that's what happens when we're in a a relaxed, focused state. And don't you know, I start writing a a couple words that made no sense to me. And she told me, she's like, even if they don't make any sense, just write them down. The third word I wrote down was punishment. And it hit me like a wave. I actually realized that I had been punishing myself for something I was deeply ashamed of. And when I realized that I was holding on to this weight as a form of punishment and this lack of this deep lack of self-worth that I had, I in that moment said, okay, that's enough. I've learned from that scenario. I forgive myself. And I'm okay to move forward. And I kid you not, the very next day, I started losing weight again. So for those of you listening, there is a deep reason why you are self-sabotaging, whether that's punishment, a lack of self-worth, a lack of mind-body connection, you know, all those things. Or it could just be a physiological addiction to sugar, refined carbs, alcohol. I talk about that a lot. Like people just don't understand how that reward, you know, cycle plays out in the brain. And when we spike our, you know, our blood sugar and what that does in the mind and, you know, self-care that needs to happen to overcome that. So it's really just being gentle with yourself and understanding the root cause of it. I know that was a big explanation, but I think that tech, that technique and that trick can be so powerful to help someone uncover that. I've never heard of this and I cannot wait to try it. It's so I'm totally going to do that. I love that. It totally makes sense. I'm pumped. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, my um, pleasure. And we chatted about this, I think, in our last call when we were chatting for an interview that you did with me, how to make time for this work. <laughs> You know, a lot of people are listening to this podcast and they're like, that's really great. But I have a full time (laughs) job, three kids, and each kid is in a separate activity. And I also volunteer at this place. And how how do you how do you personally make time for this work? Because it does take time. And I know for myself, you know, it took a lot of time up front. But now it's sort of like, couple of minutes a day is really all I need to stay balanced. But what what are kind of your, your time saving tips when it comes to this kind of work? Yeah, so I have a few of them. First of all, shout out to all the mothers out there. I don't know how you ladies do it. I'm a mom to five furry kids, but not humans. 
And it, and it really is remarkable what women and men alike, parents, just all that they give to children and the sacrifices that they make. So I first want to acknowledge that there are some really intense hectic schedules out there. But I, I also know like Leanne, you and I, I think we talked about this, you know, as entrepreneurs, we could be working 60 plus hours a week, just putting in that effort. So, so no matter what your situation is, you have to prioritize this. But I, I want to say that we can actually get more done when we make the four cornerstones of fitness the priority, even if it's just little bursts of time. But when we are fueling ourselves with good nutrition, when we are moving every day, we get this mental clarity that you can't get without it that then helps you start to make really wise decisions about your schedule. Like, am I watching television, like getting lost in a TV show? Am I binging on Netflix. Okay, I need to move that off my plate. There's always something that we can tweak in our schedule and get clarity around the things that we shouldn't be doing. Um, and I hate to use the word shouldn't, but the the things that we could move off our plate to, to open up some space for healthy eating and daily movement, because it really, what it does for the brain, clarity, focus, positivity helps us in everything that we do. I'm so glad you mentioned that. There was a practice that I did a couple of years ago based on a book that I can't say the name for because there's no swearing on the show. But <laughs> um, it basically all you got to do, and I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes for the book too, is like list out the things you like that waste a lot of time, energy and money that you don't like doing and things you like doing that it doesn't really matter how much time, energy and money you you spend on it because you enjoy doing it. And I went through all of these things that I just didn't care anything about that were wasting all of this time. And one of them was owning a house. Now I don't own a house anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I hate, I hate managing a house. I hate cleaning all of these toilets. I hate taking care of it and stressing about it and paying the mortgage. I just hate it all. And it might not be that drastic for you, but that was a really good example for me of like, whoa, right. I don't really enjoy doing this. So why, why do I keep doing it? And when you make that space and you have that extra time and you're actually doing things you like doing, all of a sudden life becomes a lot easier. It's quite an amazing practice. Yes. And, and I was also thinking of another tip that I give the participants in the program. I'm like, that you have to ask for help. So I have a an actual mind zoning audio session called role play for support where you actually get to ask your community around you to help you with things, right? I think women especially have a hard time saying I can't do it all and I need help. So, you know, coming up with creative ways to support each other. Again, it always comes back to that community connection in the tribe like can we start you know, ride sharing more and, and coming up with schedules that, that help the tribe and open up more time for us and consolidate our energy. Mm, I love it. So kind of taking these practices that we've just chatted about and moving it over to the keto space, because we're both keto and all the people listening are probably keto or thinking about keto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do we 
how do you approach macro counting when it comes to the mindset? Because on one side, you have the people that say you have to count your macros in order to be keto. If you don't count them, you're not keto. And on the other side, there are people and I've definitely been guilty of this too. And I've tried to be more mindful of like, the only way to do it is to intuitive eat. So how do you kind of find a space that's best for you? And how do you stay in that mindset when it comes to macro counting? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the first tip is don't lock yourself into any one mindset because it, it can be fluid based on where you are. But I would say, and this is this is just my take on it right now, like full disclosure, 25 years in analysis and strategy, my left brain is like fascinated with macros. So when I started, I was like crazy about counting macros just because I was fascinated by it and making the connection between my macros and my body and what was going on. So honor who you are and what kind of style you are and approach everything from health, right? What's going to make you healthiest? For me, it was analyzing my macros. It was being super, super strict about it in the beginning, just so I could see what happened. But that doesn't work for everyone. So for some of you that might be feeling overwhelmed by the idea, like you 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 think that you need to know, but that, that whole like, oh, I hate to log everything. Just do general logging. Just focus on fat, focus on high quality foods and see how you feel. Like understand what are your goals and are you progressing toward them? The other thing that I noticed when Dr. Craig and I ran our programs last year is there were a lot of people that were like, I have to measure my ketones every single day to know that I'm in ketosis. And, and I, you know, what I want to encourage everyone through Fitlandia, the whole mission is to end dieting and it's to kind of end that whole obsession with weight loss and dieting and instead start to make that mind body connection on how you feel. So I think where you're counting macros and you're actually tracking how you feel. So your sleep, your movement, your pain, your energy, your focus can go a long way in understanding what are the right macros for you. I know I'm not giving like a definitive answer because it's like everyone wants to know, tell me exactly what to do. And I'm really like, well, if you are curious, if you come from like a left brain kind of approach, definitely count your macros. If you are overwhelmed at the idea of getting started with keto, then just focus on cooking really clean, healthy, fat-filled meals. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I totally love it. Yeah. you Knowing where, who you are, where you're coming from. I mean, I know when I started keto, I really loved doing the tracking and the measuring because that geek and analytical individual in me just loves that stuff. Like I, I was an analytical um, program manager at a, at a payments company that I worked at previously. And so like, I love charts. I love numbers. <laughs> I'm all about it. But, you know, that, you know, that's that part of me. But the other part of me is I had an eating disorder for many years. Exactly. So although I love the numbers, I love other people's numbers. I could look at them left, right, sideways, up and down. But as soon as they're my own, it gets a little bit funky. And I start to add in these layers of disordered patterns and thinking and negative thoughts. And all of a sudden, I'm down the rabbit hole of I'm a horrible human and I don't deserve to eat again. (laughs) So, you know, you really have to be mindful of those different areas of your life. And um, yeah, you're right. I don't think there's any definitive answer, but it's really knowing yourself and applying the principles that we just chatted about in order to determine what 
approach might be best for you. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I don't think we talk about disordered eating enough. And certainly anyone, if you have a propensity to that, like people that are in my programs, I'm like, if that's a past experience for you, don't even weigh yourself. Like, let's just focus on health and mind body connection and making yourself feel amazing. More on my interview with Krista King after this message from one of our podcast partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs, and we all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system, as well as boosting overall energy. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive dye, and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, you can receive an instant savings of 20% off Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com keto. And if your jaw is tired just thinking about beef jerky, I gotta tell you that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist with a little snap. Again, that's paleovalley.com slash keto for an instant 20% off savings. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of the details. Yeah, as long as you feel good, that's really my goal. It's like if I wake up and I feel good, I'm winning today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how do we apply these same concepts of, of what we've been chatting about this whole show to somebody that maybe feels like they are addicted to carbs and they've started the ketogenic diet and they just, you know, those individuals that just can't get a handle on it. And I've been in those places of like, I feel like I am losing control of everything. I can't stop eating I don't know, insert thing here. How do I get out of this funk? Yeah, I, this is like, this is like my number one passion. So sugar, refined carbs, alcohol, right? They all have the same impact on the brain. So if you are struggling with a carb addiction, the first thing that can be really, really beneficial is really the ketogenic diet because you're going to, you're going to clear out the bad bacteria in the gut that you've been feeling that's sending a message to your brain, go get its preferred food and, and start to help your body release some toxins and feel better. And, and it can take, you know, a really good week before you start to feel that relief. But here's the other thing that a lot of people don't realize that's tied to this, right? Is that, you're lighting up the pleasure center in the brain. And if there's other areas of in your life, like major stresses going on, and you haven't created strategies to soothe them, you will continue to crave these from a mental perspective. Because what happens, and this is why I got fascinated about the research behind why do 70% of people fail at dieting, right? quote unquote, traditional dieting? Why do they fall back in old patterns? Because their primal brain kicks in when they go through a major life stressor, such as a divorce, a move, a job change. And for a lot of us, it's even like family pressure, like my parent is is ailing, and my kids are struggling at school, like it's the compounding of all that stress where our primal brain kicks in and says, enough, I need to feel safe. And I don't care if it's go get the candy bar, because that's going to make me 
me feel safe temporarily. It just knows make me feel safe. So really having a strategy to support your brain in other ways, whether that's meeting with a regular therapist to strategize those life challenges, um, making, and this is why I say daily movement is a cornerstone of fitness and it doesn't have to be crazy. It can just be a 30 minute brisk walk, but get like firing up the brain and other ways that support you and community connection. There's research that shows the power of community connection. That's why I keep coming back to the four cornerstones, because these can all be things that satiate the brain to help manage those carb addictions and get you through them much more quickly and, and in an easier, more joyful way. All great tips. I have one last question for you before I ask, well, the last, last question. <laughs> and it is, um, what do you think is missing from the, from the keto space right now, specifically for women? I like to ask that of my women guests just to kind of get a sense of what we feel is missing or maybe everything's on mark. I just always like to ask what do you think is missing in the keto space for women? Yeah, I've been, so I'm in, I'm on a, a few different keto groups on Facebook. And this is why I'm such like a champion advocate and promoter of all that you do, Leanne, because I think what's really missing is a healthful approach to keto and not just when we just macro count, we could be taking in a lot of foods that really don't suit our individual bodies, right? And I think it's not necessarily tailored to women, although I'll give another thing that I think is missing in the space that is tailored to women. But I think approaching keto from a really health perspective and not just macros, where you're eating a lot of processed food or things that really disrupt the body, which really is kind of a segue to talking about women and hormonal balance. I don't think we talk nearly enough about the aging process of our bodies and the power that keto has to help women in transition from their 30s, 40s, and 50s. I mean, I, and that's just me, like, you know, selfishly what keto's done. I'm 45 years old and I don't feel it. I don't think I look it. And a lot of that has to do with focusing on fat and certainly what it's done um, for my hormones and balancing my my cycles every month. But then the, the last thing that I'll give is... Um, because it's everything that I do in Fitlandia is really focusing on the mindset. And I think women need a place to celebrate, to grieve, to navigate, to strategize, to feel vulnerable, and all the things that it takes to make a lifestyle change and to not beat our bodies up to not body shame ourselves, but actually embrace that our healthiest self might look a little bit bigger than somebody else. And that's okay. Beautifully said. Drop the mic. Right. I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) Completely. I love it. And where can people find you if they want to follow you along and see what you're up to? Yeah, so you can uh, head over to fitlandiafitness.com and all my links to like Facebook and Instagram are on there. But I also, if you do a search on Facebook for groups under Fitlandia, I have a closed Facebook group 
we don't promote one diet over another. It's really just about creating a healthy lifestyle and community there. And then certainly anyone that joins my 30 Days to Thriving program, you get me every single day um, because that's a secret group that only the members of the of the sessions get to join. And I'm just there like as your cheerleader, but I'm also the believer that there's a solution to every problem. And I just, I'm helping everyone knock out those obstacles left and right. I love it. We'll include links to all of those things in the show notes today, which you guys can find at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E67. And thanks so much for coming on the show today, Krista. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, what an honor to be a part of your show. Thank you, Leanne. And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.